98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tig and Daniel. Good morning. It's fun to watch little kids go through their different phases. Uh, I know your son, he's seven now. He went through a bluey phase. Mm-hmm. What other phases did he go through? Pokemon was a Pokemon little difficult. Pokemon was big, yeah. Pokemon was like an app on your phone, and if you turned it on, there was Pokemon in your house, and then we would have to walk around the neighborhood and find other Pokemon, and it was fun to do a couple times, but I'm glad he got over it because every single day we had to go find, like, this Pokemon. He got real obsessed with Pokemon. I almost forgot that because I was with him on Riverside Drive, and I, I swear he almost walked into the river one day trying to catch a That's fake. That's what they said, know. that Pokemon Go or whatever. People mm-hmm. were walking up bridges. And, and I remember being at dinner with him, and he, your wife would be like, please give me your phone, please please and he do this begging thing like mom please give me your but he's outgrown that yes thank god and now you say his phase is pickleball yeah i have little nephews and the three-year-old is just now getting into like toy story and disney and things like that i imagine he'll be in there for a few months uh here i've got a clip of a toddler here i saw this on tiktok the other day and i guess what her parents uh would watch the office with her you remember the show the office with steve carell yeah yeah, yeah. And she really wants to watch Michael Scott in The Office. And he's the guy. He's the main guy. Yeah. And what it sounds like to me from this clip is, uh, I don't know what it is about children or maybe all of us, when it's time to go to bed, we fight sleep. We just don't, you don't want the day to end, I yes. guess, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, she wants to see Michael Scott in The Office, and she won't take no for an answer. What do you need? Michael Scott, Mommy. You need Michael Scott? Yeah. <laughs> no, we're going to go to bed. Michael Scott, Daddy. Now she's turning to Dad. You want Michael Scott? Yeah. Josie Bear, it's time for bed. I want Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't need to have kids because the baby's begging me like that. I'm going to show uh, whatever, whatever you want. You, you know, kids, uh, they they outsmart you even at that age because they, they know how to tug at your heartstrings and they know it works. And I, I was just talking to my little boy uh, two days ago about this. I said, you know, when you were little and I would try to put you to bed, you would say to me, Dad, I just want to watch the Braves with you. Now, he didn't really care about the Braves, but he knew that it's just hard when your kid is asking to spend time with you. And maybe in that case with Michael Scott, I bet the parents were fans of The Office, and she recognized that. And let's just all watch The Office, and then she gets to stay up later. Uh, you know, the I don't know who taught your son how to do this, but it was impossible to tell him no. He would do the sign for more. Would you bunch each each of your fingers on each hand together and you? Put yeah, them in the they, before there? they could talk, they could do like little sign language. Yeah, who taught them that sign language? The the, the preschool did because I, I even have a neighbor. She's got a two year old daughter, and she does the little sign language. Yeah, knock it off with it. I can't tell no kid no doing the sign for more, please. <laughs> Too adorable. Yeah, my kid's going to be 16, Dad. Can I have that really nice car? No, you can't. Then he does the more sign. I'll be like, oh, gosh. You know no, what? I, I think you're it. absolutely right. Yeah, as he gets older and uh, he, he, time for his allowance, you try to give him $5 a week or whatever, and he looks at you and looks back up and does that sign for more. You got to break yeah, him off another break five. Yeah. 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country. Chicks tickets are up at 7.40 here on 98.5 The Bull with our bull fight. Good morning, Daniel. Ty, if you work in media like we do, uh, it's very rarely that you love your company, right? Like, we've worked for big, giant corporations before, and we didn't like them very much, right? Well, it was just hard because there's so many people in the company. You'd ask a question, and it wouldn't get answered, and it had to go through three it, people. It was crazy. It's no good. Yeah. We love this company. We love working here. Uh, but I got to say... Just earlier today when I was coming into work, when I was in the uh, parking lot upstairs, when I was walking to the door, there was a possum (laughs) that was right by the door. Really? And I would have given anything if this possum would have ran into this building.
And News on 6, they, they shoot upstairs. Had that possum ran onto the set of the news, oh I would have just given anything. It would have been great for them, too, because ratings through the roof. I mean, if there's a loose possum Nobody's on turning the channel. Nobody's turning the channel if that's the Absolutely case. Absolutely not. Like if Alan Crone were doing the weather and a possum attacked him, <laughs> people would talk about it for years. <laughs> It'd be the biggest thing that ever happened, really. Can I make a little admission? Yes. Did you I let was, the possum inside? I was trying to corral the possum toward the door. <laughs> and I know that's wrong. Not fair to the possum, not fair to the good folks up at News on 6, but oh boy. You'd have loved had it. That, had that possum ran in there, I would have had the time of my life. Well, you know how in media, everybody wants everything buttoned up, right? Like even our radio station and our radio show. But I got to tell you that I love it when there's disasters. Mm -hmm. Like, um, you know how the weather guy goes to that green screen and there's a weather map, but every now and then you'll see they accidentally put a panda up there. Uh, I just live for that kind of stuff. Whenever there's an accident on the air... To me, that's great content. I love a news blooper. There was one time I remember these, uh, there were the two ladies that were on the air once, and one of them didn't realize she was on the air, and she was looking at the camera, and she goes, I so pale. You know that lady worked here for a little bit? Did she really? Yeah. In our own building? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I like news disasters. I like disasters on the radio. To me, it, I'm not changing the channel after that. I got to hear what's going to happen. Should I have done more to corral the possum into the building? <laughs> Your job might have been at stake, but it would have been entertaining while well, it happened. They ain't got to know it was me. How but I guess there's cameras. But um, yeah. How does a possum get into the lot because it's gated off and stuff? This is some possum. Well, it's a small animal. It could go through go, the go uh, through the uh, go through the grate or the gate. You know, whatever it is. Man, how close were you to getting the possum? You inside? know, not like inches, but I would say I was, I was yards. <laughs> I was trying to corral it a little bit. So you're holding the door open for the possum and. No, I was behind the possum, so I wasn't able to, to go around and then open the door for the I possum. See. But, That's you know, bad. that would have been cruel to the possum. Yeah, I guess so. The possum would have been scared, but, man. But had if, it ran in there, if buddy. If a possum I mean, jumped on Alan Crone's chest during oh the weather forecast. Oh, my God, please. I would celebrate for years. <laughs> Daniel, honest question for you. You're the only guy I know in the world that loves McDonald's so much that you've you downloaded their app. Let's back it off a little bit. Uh, a lot of people download the McDonald's app. Are you sure about that? Yeah, of course. Now, I Let saw me this. tell you this about that app. Hold on before you go ahead with that. Okay. Um, I have never gotten my order wrong since I've had the app. So, in other words, when you audibly order, sometimes they mess it up. But if it's on the app, you've gotten a, a not, clean delivery of the food you ordered. Not even once. Gotten it wrong. Well, you know, uh, you said yesterday they're adding a Chick-fil-A at 13th and Utica. So, another Chick-fil-A coming into town in Tulsa. Will you download the Chick-fil-A app? By the way, how many restaurant apps do you have? Because Daniel's on some kind of mailing list where Outback <laughs> emails you specials and things. <laughs> I uh, app-wise, I have the Chipotle app, I have the Panera app, and I have the McDonald's app. Are you ashamed? Well, no. Why would I be ashamed? I don't know. It's a lot of food apps, don't you think? Don't you have an app that if you shine it toward the sky, it'll tell you wh where an airplane is going that flies over? Yeah, you? I do have All that. All right, you're a nerd, dog. So if a plane flies over Tulsa, I can look it up on the app and see yeah. it's Delta 1627 to heading to... To me, that's to... more embarrassing than the McDonald's app. Not really. What, well, you get what the... good is it... Do you to have that on your phone? That you could you could tell where a plane's going. Curiosity, but will you get the Chick Fil A app because they're adding more Chick Fil A's um, to the area? I will try not to go to Chick Fil A too much, which I think anybody that lives next to a Chick Fil A tries not to go there. But mm -hmm. it's it's going to be hard. Well, I live next to a Sonic. Like I was going to ask you the other day, yeah. do you go to Sonic every day? It's our crutch. Yes, if we are just out of ideas and we're kind of tired, uh, <laughs> we'll go to Sonic because I could I could put my car. And first gear and just get to Sonic. Like, that's you can how just close walk there, too. Yeah, of course. But um, anyway, Daniel, your phone's going to run out of room because now you got to add the Chick-fil-A app. 
Probably well, the Whataburger app, whatever you, you got. You should download the uh, Mind Your Own Business app. <laughs> 98.5 The Bull. Today is Hot Country with Tiger and Daniel. It's just in a quick trip yesterday, Daniel, and I saw a lady rush in, and she runs up to the, the Powerball machine, the uh, vending machine for lotto tickets, you know. Check this out. The Powerball jackpot has grown to $1 billion. That is the third largest prize in the game's history. The cash payout would be nearly $517 million before taxes. And tonight's Mega Millions jackpot is now up to $640 million <laughs> with an upfront lump sum. Topping $328 million before. So any game you play, you're going to be uh, rich beyond your imagination right now. But uh, Powerball is the big boy right now at a billion dollars. My hobby is hearing what the big uh, jackpot is and then trying to figure out how much it would be after taxes. What'd she say? Okay. The billion dollar, you get 500 something uh, million? Well, I didn't catch that, but I heard the... Six hundred million would only be three hundred million or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the the jackpots if you take it over time, right? But uh, if you want the lump sum, you got to get it, and it's less. But nobody, I've never heard of a single soul in this whole you know time I've been alive takes the long you know the the, the long term payout. Yeah, they say it's better because you can invest it and it would grow to more in thirty years. Than Does it seem just... like to you that the lottery? Uh, there are bigger jackpots now more recently than there has been. Oh, yeah, because they've also raised the price of the tickets, so the jackpot's going to be bigger. It used to be like a dollar to get these things. Now you can buy a $2 ticket, or if you want to go crazy, you can buy the $3 version of it, which I guess multiplies some kind of jackpot. But um, let me tell you, I got a text. I never hear from my brother-in-law, really. Mm -mm. My wife's brother. He doesn't. Man, we were cool and all that, but he sent me a text yesterday. You can guess what that was about. He's like, go get me some tickets, please. Can you get me some tickets? And uh, he wants five tickets. And I'm going to go ahead and get five tickets for my family. But used to what I would do is write my name on top of my ticket and write his name on top of his ticket. Now I'm just going to leave him blank until I figure out if one of the tickets won. <laughs> well, now you're thinking. <laughs> and then, Finally. And then if his ticket wins, I'm going to write Tig at the top of that ticket and his name on the other ticket that lost. It's a great idea. Uh, just destroy the family. <laughs> well... Maybe, you know, uh, you got a lot of money. Does does that lottery thing, have you ever seen those shows where they do, they follow lottery winners? And it usually, I'd say more times than not, like destroys them. It really messes them up. I've seen that. Um, I wonder, though, if that show just picks out people that have had terrible lives. I'm sure there's somebody that's won the lottery and went out to have a great life. Would you want to be, if you won that kind of money... I know there's state laws, but would you want to get on camera and tell everybody you won a billion dollars? <laughs> no, I'd be that guy that wears, like, the mask. Like, you'll see every now and again <laughs> in New York City. Like, a, it dresses a cat a or guy something. A guy wear like, the scream mask to pick it up. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, wanna, I wouldn't want a soul to know. Yeah. Uh, one time at a work function, I gave this guy named Richard Legrand a fake lottery ticket. I had got everybody at the station uh, $1 lottery tickets. And you can go to Dollar General and get these fake lottery tickets that say you won like ten grand. You remember this? Yeah, you knew it was going to be a winner because it was fake. And I mixed the fake one in with all the real ones, and then I gave them to our boss at the time and had him hand them out. He, unbeknownst to him, he handed out lottery tickets. And this guy named Richard got this ticket. The fake ticket. The fake ticket. Scratched it off and saw that he won. And, and you're it, watching him the whole time. I was watching him from across the Because you know he's won the lottery, quote, Unquote, the one. He had the biggest smile on his face. He just slipped it right in his pocket. He wasn't going to tell a soul. <laughs> what, which, by the way, what a cruel thing to do, those fake lottery tickets. Are they not the worst thing in the he world? He thought that he had hit the jackpot, and he put it right in his pocket and didn't tell anybody at the party. He wasn't going to tell so a funny. single person. Well, this is a true story about Daniel. One time we were at a, a, a fundraiser for the St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, and there was a couple there that had just won, I think, one of the biggest jackpots in history. 
they won almost a billion dollars or something. And now, and so they're sitting there and Daniel walks up to the winner of the lottery and he just found out like the week before that he is, his life has changed. He's a billionaire now practically. And Daniel, you walk up to this guy and this is a regular dude. I mean, he worked a regular job and he's in regular clothes. It's like he didn't get the money yet Mm because he's just dressed like a dude, but he's a billionaire on paper. And you walked up to him and congratulated on on winning the lottery, and then you said, "I was like, congratulations, sir. Can I have one hundred thousand dollars?" <laughs> Where did the guy just won a billion dollars? That's nothing to him. That's Give like me a hundred thousand dollars. It's like me giving you a penny. Don't be don't be stingy. <laughs> so uh, get out there and uh, get those lotto tickets because uh, nobody won the jackpot, so it keeps growing. Ninety-eight five, the bull weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. We're only about ten minutes away from uh, seeing the chicks. At the BOK Center this weekend. It's 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Hey Daniel. Boy, this uh, Taylor Swift phenomenon continues. Uh, I saw a flight, Southwest flight en route to Salt Lake City uh, from Denver turned to a big old Taylor Swift sing-along after a baggage delay created an unforgettable interaction between passengers and flight attendants. I guess the flight was delayed or something like that, and so the flight attendants played some Taylor Swift, and uh, everybody on the plane forgot that they were delayed and... Forgot really? all their troubles. <laughs> I guess they'd all been to the Taylor Swift show before, like the night before. They all had oh, on their, so these their, are all Swifties. So yeah, they had on all the stuff. T-shirts and a little interaction here. Uh, this is on the plane. You see people on a plane uh, enjoying each other's company. Am I right? What is it about the airport that turns us into animals? You know, you're civil people, but you get to the airport and people are like total jerks. I think it's because uh, to get a flight these days costs so much money. You don't want to miss it and you you will turn into an animal to be sure to get on that plane. But do you like all the funny business? Um, I'll see some viral videos where the uh, flight attendant, when they're telling you how to put on your seatbelt and the uh, emergency landing in water, they do jokes and things. I don't like that. that. Take that seriously. (laughs) I'm like, guys, like this is not a joke to me. We're in a flying missile going 500 miles an hour. Let's take this seriously. Yeah. The guy's up there doing Looney Tunes voices when he's reading the instructions on how to buckle it's, your seatbelt. It's belt. not open mic night. Um, what do you think it is about Taylor Swift that brings people together? I don't know. I, I got to say that <laughs> Daniel and I went to a Taylor Swift concert together one time mm-hmm. for work, and I get there, and there it's all like 13-year-old girls and I felt very out of place. And they're holding up signs, and they've made signs, and they're dressed in costumes. And then Taylor Swift's mom, did you know this, what she does every time that Taylor Swift has yeah, a concert? Yeah, I met her. She was there, yeah. Yeah, we met Taylor Swift's mom, and she was a very nice lady. And what they do is uh, Taylor Swift's mom will go up to the nosebleed section, the very high section, and she'll see a sign she likes, somebody made for Taylor, way up in the rafters. And she'll go, hey, you two, come down. And she gives them VIP tickets. Pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. I like it when artists take care of their fans. Like Zach Bryan, who's a local guy, he's taking care of his fans because he's a, he doesn't do that Ticketmaster stuff. You know? Is Taylor Swift bigger than the Beatles? Oh, man, I don't Is know. Is Taylor Swift this generation's Beatles? It, it has to be. Well, I've, I've gone to Duet, uh, this jazz bar here downtown, and they had a Taylor Swift wine night or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, they'll play music, and all of a sudden you look up, the whole restaurant is singing Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift songs. Really? Well, each generation has had their own. I mean, I think um, Elvis Presley came along, mm-hmm. and he was a phenomenon. And then the Beatles were a phenomenon. Michael Jackson was a phenomenon. You might be onto something. She might be in that league. Maybe. What do you mean might be? She's selling out stadiums. She's uh, she's just on fire. I don't think there's a bigger star on the planet right now. I remember when she first started out. Do you remember that? And she wrote that song, Tim McGraw. Mm-hmm. And people were kind of like, yeah, this is cool. But now she is a phenomenon, right? Name a bigger star. Than Taylor Swift? Yeah. Hmm. That's a good point. It's hard to... Can you name a bigger star? Nah, I don't think I can. All right. So, so I think you're, she's you're the, right. this generation's uh, Elvis, I imagine, right? Maybe so. You're right. People, uh, no matter what she does, it turns to gold, it seems like, right? Mm-hmm. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. In just moments, though, we've got uh, Chicks tickets, seven, uh, 740 for That's the right. bullfight right here on 98.5 The Bull, so seven minutes away. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. Here we go with the bullfight, and uh, Daniel, today we're playing uh, Everything Begins With C because the Chicks. C Answers is the name of the game. Uh, we have Sherry on line one. We have Lynn on line two. Sherry works in accounting and uh, in prior. Am I right, Sherry? Yes, sir. You're right. Uh, you work like, like you're an accountant, like H and R Block, or for a big company? No, for like we. It's a plastic manufacturing, so I do like cost accounting. Cost accounting, and then uh, Lynn works at a retirement home or community. What's the correct phrase? Community. Uh, how old or how young could you be before you moved into this thing? I think fifty-five. So in ten years, I could move into a retirement community. Yes. Would you like me to move in there? It's nice. I definitely recommend it. All right. What a great salesperson. <laughs> uh, we have a special bell ringer today. It's uh, Tig's son, Mac. Could you uh, please test out the bell, Mac? Hit the bell. There you all go. Right, fantastic. Reflexes like a cat. All right. Uh, all the answers today begins with the uh, letter C. We will start with Sherry first. This is the friendly ghost. That is correct. Correct. Lynn, this is where the airplane pilot sits. Cockpit. Correct. Sherry, this is the last name of the designer Coco. Chanel. That is correct. Lynn, slang for helicopter. Do what? This is a slang word for a helicopter. Oh, my goodness. I have no idea. All right. Not even going to guess. That would be Chopper. Chopper. Uh, mm. Sherry, this is a famous Wookiee. Chewbacca. That is correct. Lynn, these are soldiers on horseback. Oh. They might say, call out the... Oh, my goodness. Calvary. Calvary. Ty, I swear we've done this quiz here within Sounds the last familiar. couple of weeks. Yeah. Let me jump over to some different C answers here. What am I doing? All right. Um, uh, well, Sherry, now, uh, article of clothing worn by Superman and Dracula. Cape. That is correct. 
Sherry has four. Lynn has one. Lynn. This is a one-eyed monster of Greek mythology. Oh, my gosh. I have no idea on that one. That would be Cyclops. Cyclops. Sherry, get this next one right, and you uh, will have gotten every single one correct. Uh, an exact genetic copy is known as a... A clone? Clone is correct. <laughs> Lynn... This is a butter-making device. I know the word. Oh. I can't. Lynn, I don't know what happened there, but uh, that would be churn. Yeah. You're off yeah. to a great start and then uh, yeah. <laughs> crashed and burned. Sherry, you've uh, defeated Lynn in the 98.5 The Bull fight. Uh, Sherry, you've gotten every single one correct, and you know what that means, right? That means I get to go see Lady A. What's that now? I get to go to the concert. That's true. And uh, Tyg has uh, failed to pull up the music. Uh, typically, had I, if I had the uh, music, I would... Uh, oh, look at that. Uh, if you get every, every single question right, I must now get down on one knee. And Sherry, ask for your hand in marriage. Oh, well, I'm already taken, sadly. I'm sorry. Sadly. So that's good news for me. She's not <laughs> she's, very happy. She's sad that she's married. <laughs> Her husband is listening now. A tear running down his face. She's sadly married. <laughs> Uh, another question for you, Sherry. Uh, will you keep the tickets for yourself or will you give them to Lynn, who works in the retirement home? You know what? I'm feeling pretty generous today. Lynn can take them. Lynn, Sounds like wow. she could use a night out. Look, Look at that. that, Lynn. All right, Lynn, your silence uh, tells me that you are extremely <laughs> excited. And uh, are you still there, Lynn? I'm here. Well, what, what the heck? She just gave you her uh, chicks tickets, and you're just uh, completely silent. No, I'm driving down the road. Sorry. Oh, okay. Well, you better not talk I'm, going down the road. <laughs> I'm stuck in Tulsa, Tulsa traffic right now. Okay. Well, I, you take over. I don't know what to say. Well, I thought I'm she'd be say, super excited. She's just a, like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Very like, uh, generous gestures. She's giving you a chicks ticket, so our, our winner is giving the tickets to the loser of our 98.5 The Bullfight brought to you by Optimum Complete. Here on 98.5 The Bull. And Dana, we're back tomorrow morning with another chance at Chicks Tickets. 740 with the bullfight brought to you by Optimum Complete on 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country. 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. Hey, Daniel. Tig, last night got into a cleaning frenzy. Cleaned the entire house. Mopped everything. It's a... Uh, it already is terrible to have to clean up when it's just you. I can't imagine people out there that have to clean up messes of uh, their kids and Listen, I, 10 uh, people in the house. I once had a boss, and he said, let's go to lunch. And I rode in his car, and I got in the car, and I said, how does a human being live like this? It's disgusting in here. There's crackers everywhere. There's goldfish. I said to myself, this is before I had a kid. Mm. I said, what a pig is what I thought. Wow. Then I had a kid, and it's funny how things in life change your perspective. And I have a little son, seven years old, and of course he's been in the car since he's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I stopped cleaning my car because it was just a waste of time because you clean it and then boom, there's going to be goldfish and Skittles everywhere and stuff. And with a kid, you almost give up because I'll clean the house. Like our house is clean right now, very clean right now, but I know... By uh, this time on...
Friday morning, it's going to be a disaster over there. Wait, so you if you clean up on Wednesday, it won't get dirty until Friday? I don't believe that. It, well, it'll start to get dirty, and then it adds up and adds up, and it's terrible. Do you, uh, people that live with each other and, you know, have spouses and all that, do you grow animosity toward each other if the house gets messy? A little bit. What is that stuff that girls wear? What is that, a bobby pin? Like the little metal thing? Those are everywhere, and mm. I guess they don't sell them like two at a time. They buy three hundred at a time. Yeah, they're like a, a pack of a thousand. And, and so there's no incentive to keep up with your bobby pin you got because you've got nine hundred ninety nine more to go to. And then I just find them everywhere. I find them in the drain. I find them everywhere, and I don't know what that is. They need to sell just one bobby pin so they'll keep up with it the whole time. I'm, you know, I'm forty six now, and I've been. You know, I've been around the block a time or two. I have no idea what a bobby pin does. What, what is that? What does it even do? I don't know what that is. And I'm married to a lady who uses them. I have no idea what they're for. Is there a part of the hair of a lady called a bobby? Or the guy that invented bobby pins, is his name bobby? His name bobby pin? I don't know. Also, those elastic bands. What is that? The whole ponytails up? Those are everywhere. A ponytail holder? Yeah. And they don't. They just need to sell one. So, so, in other you'll, words, you'll instead of selling uh, you 1,000 bobby pins for $3, sell one bobby pin for, for $50. That and then you're going to keep up it? with that bobby Do you think sometimes that uh, people leave bobby pins like a little, like, breadcrumbs? Oh, you mean to, to mark territory? Mm-hmm. Could be. I've heard of people leaving toothbrushes at houses just in case somebody else comes over. They know there's or 200 bobby pins. Could be. <laughs> so, like, but, um... You, think uh, the you guy, might be onto something. Do you think the guy that invented the bobby pin is rich or still broke because you could the, buy like a the, thousand? The guy needs to sell, yeah, he needs to raise the price and lower the amount you can buy to make them more precious so we don't just leave them around everywhere. We? What do you mean we? The yeah, girl. Take the call, sure. Right. Hey, good morning. It's Tiger Dana. What's up? Hey. Hey. About that bobby pin. Yo, what's that for? What's that for? Well,. It holds the hair in place, depending upon how you styled it. It's been around since the hairstyle, the bob. Oh. Hence the name. I thought yep. a guy named Bob invented the hairpin. How, so there was the bob, and you just put a million of those in your hair? Yep. And you could do what they call pen curls. They would do what they call pin curls, and they would curl, uh, take a small portion of the hair, twirl it around the finger, or put your finger in the center and twirl the hair around your finger, and then they would use the bobby pin to pin it into place. But, you know, there's like, you when you buy these things, you buy 300 at a time. That's why they're left all over the house. I find them everywhere. Like, I find them on the yeah, mantle. That, I find them by that, the sink. Yeah, it's, it's weird. That along with Q-tips. <laughs> Wait, and you Q-tips? use a Q- yep. hold on, madam. You use a Q-tip and just lay it on the mantle afterward. No, but I'm oh, just saying you gosh. find those all over the place. I can't wait to get you know, they, never they, get married they, if women do that. Just <laughs> use a Q-tip and just lay it down on the mantle. <laughs> nope, nope. You you aim for the trash can. You know those things don't bounce. They really do not bounce until you are trying to toss one into the trash can. And then you can't get it in. Well, I appreciate the call. Thank and you very much. And then it won't go. I'm just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for the call. Hey, 
you're welcome. The mystery of the bobby pin, Daniel, yeah. but you know it's not a mystery. I can't believe we uh, don't do so well with men with these in-depth conversation on the bobby pin today. But what? what's no mystery, Snow's Furniture? Yeah, we got the lowest prices in town. That's not a mystery at all. Snow's Furniture has the lowest prices in town, period. Uh, Barry over there says, hey, challenge me. Come take the Snow's Challenge. He's the manager over there. He said, you just can't. Uh, you're not going to be able to beat my prices. Come and try. That's right. And um, when you go down there, they don't bother you. Like a lot of places, they come to you and they try to guide you to the things they want you to buy. But at Snow's Furniture, they leave you alone. You're you're free to fight with your spouse in private at Snow's Furniture. That's true. In other words, they don't direct you toward what they want you to buy. They let you pick out your own furniture. It's in stock. You can sit on it, take it home. This is not a showroom, Ty. They actually have the furniture in stock. Yes, and then when you're ready to roll, they got 0% interest for 12 months. So whatever you owe, you got 12 months to give it back. With the lowest price in town, Snow's Furniture is online in town and on Facebook. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. I'm fascinated by this story, Daniel. I don't know if anybody else cares about this, but this guy, he's a sailor. He wanted to sail from Mexico to Polynesia, which is a 4,000-mile trip. And if you're on a sailboat, your motor is your sails, and his sails busted, and he just stuck out there. Now, uh, one time I got stranded on a sailboat because my sail busted, and I was probably adrift for about two hours, and I thought I was going to die of a heart attack. Now, this guy, this is a true story, uh, just happened. He was rescued by a tuna boat after three months adrift. His family probably already wrote him off, you know? Probably so. And, you know, he's out in the middle of the ocean, which is bigger than the continent of North America. How are you going to find the guy out there? Uh, but a ship saw him. They rescued him. And he got on the boat, and they give him a little food. You know, if you're really hungry, you're not supposed to eat a lot of food at first. It could actually hurt you. And so they give him the food. They give him the water and stuff. He starts telling the story. And they said, um, did you ever get tempted to drink the seawater? And have you ever heard about seawater drinking? It makes you crazy. It makes you insane. It, it messes with you. And he said, oh, God, I looked at that water every day thinking, God, I could just, you know, temporarily I would feel good, you know, quench the thirst. But I knew it would make me crazy. So he used the sail to capture rainwater, but sometimes he was out of rainwater. And he had his dog with him the whole time, by the way. So he's got his poor dog. Luckily, he did have fishing rigs. So he was able to fish, and I guess they were just eating raw fish out there. And, you know, his dog's fine, and he's fine, but they got low in water several times, and he considered drinking that seawater. And the seawater is so crazy that I saw this, um, this show about these three kids in North Carolina that went out to sea. Their motor broke, and they were like 100 miles out, and they were stuck out there, and nobody could find them. And they were trying not to drink the seawater. They were trying really hard not to drink the seawater. But eventually one of them relented and started drinking seawater. And he felt great. And he's like, oh, my God, that's the most thirsty I've ever been. And then a couple hours later, the guy says, you know what? We're stuck out here on this boat. The guy who drank the seawater says, we're stuck out here on this boat. I don't know why I didn't think about this. Let me go get the truck. I've got my keys. Let me just go get He jumps overboard to go get the truck. And he's out in the middle of the ocean. So it makes you like insane. You can't. But what a tease. You're you're the thirstiest you've ever been. And you've got billions of gallons of water surrounding you. It would, would be hard. It would what would be hard for me is having to divide and ration up the water between me and my dog. Because if I'm out there right by myself, I gotta have some company. So I gotta get the dog some water to drink as well. And then you're you're worried, like, hey, should I keep all the water for me? Or Yeah, it's like it would be very, very tough. Um and one of the guys who didn't drink seawater said he was so hungry because they didn't have their fishing gear fell in in this other boat. He was so hungry that he considered cutting off his finger to eat it. 
So Tug speculates it would be awful to be trapped at sea alone. Yeah, I think okay. it would be not like not not like on the list of things to do. But this guy, three. Well, about this time every day, week upon week upon week, uh, we had our Tig and Daniel Miller Lite beer run on 98.5 The Bull. And if you won the $50 to buy your Miller Lite, you are automatically qualified to see this guy right here. comes flyway to Philadelphia, Daniel, and I think we have, uh, we said you get qualified, but I think we now have a winner that we'd like to call. We need to call the winner and uh, congratulate them. Also, everybody that wins have the option of me accompanying them and staying in the hotel room with them. We will see what winner Gail has decided about this particular decision. All right, let's call her up here. Hello. Hey, is this Gail? Yes. Hey, it's Tiger Daniel calling to congratulate you on your huge win. I know. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> it's pretty uh, good, isn't it? Gail, thanks, Similar Light. You're flying out to see Luke Combs. Who are you going to take on the trip with you? Uh, my daughter, Melissa. Melissa. Uh, and as we offer everybody, you have an opportunity now. Uh, Ty, get the drum roll ready, please. Uh, okay. Will you and Melissa like me to accompany you guys and stay in the hotel room with you? Of course, more the merrier. <laughs> All right. Well, didn't expect that. <laughs> like, is he going to have, like, an army cot, or what are y'all going to do about Daniel being in the room with y'all? Oh, uh, yeah, he'll have to have the cot or, or uh, the floor. I, I can sleep in the bathtub, bathtub you know, whatever. Bath. We'll give you a pillow. You have to take the bathtub. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, Gail and uh, Gail's daughter... Thanks to our friends at Miller Lite, the Tiger Daniel Beer Run. She already won $50 to go by Miller Lite, and now she's flying away to see Luke Combs in Philadelphia. I hope it's a trip uh, you never forget. See, this is what I like, Daniel. We talk about the tickets and we talk about the flight. What we're really doing is making a memory for Gail and her daughter that they'll, they'll never forget, I bet. Gail, will you call us when you get back and let us know how the trip was? I will. It's going to be great. It's so fun, and Luke Combs, uh, one of the biggest stars in country. This was uh, quite the giveaway, and you're quite the winner, all thanks to Miller Lite. And uh, we'll talk to you when you get back, okay, Gail? Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, you see the Powerball is up, and also Mega Millions is up. So either one you buy, it's going to change your life if you win it. It's 98.5 The Bull. Welcome into uh, Did You See, where we take a look at what the heck's going on around the world. Brought to you by Paradise Beach Water Park. Uh, this is the latest about the lotto. Oh, jackpot has grown to $1 billion. That is the third largest prize in the game's history. The cash payout would be nearly $517 million before taxes. And tonight's Mega Millions jackpot is now up to $640 million with an upfront lump sum topping $328 million before. Did you hear that? Like a billion dollars, but you get $550 million-ish. And then after taxes, I looked it up, $17. Mm-hmm. It's only $17? $17, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I saw I was in Quick Trip yesterday, and people were lined up at that. I do like how Oklahoma here, you don't have to go to the cash register to buy the tickets because used to I would live in a place, and they sold them at the cash register, the Powerball tickets and stuff, and they get up there, and they don't know their numbers, and they're like, well, I took a 13 and a 20, and it takes forever. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that in Oklahoma we have that vending machine that spits out lottery tickets. So saw a lot of people there. There's a line yesterday at Quick Trip. If you won the lottery, what's the first thing you'd do? I would uh, pay my boss to fire you. You would? Yeah. 
and then rehire you at a lower salary right after that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, but uh, anyway, the Powerball is up. It's big. Today we're back, uh, Daniel, up into the triple digits again. How about that? It's too hot, buddy. I mean, my air conditioner deserves a medal. It's ran a marathon. Um, I see no end in sight. It's never going to stop running. Yeah, I was thinking yesterday, like, we, we're living in a hot town, but then it didn't matter because within a 500-mile radius, everybody is burning up right now in America. I mean, it's made national news, so we're we're all kind of in this together. What's your, thank you, what's your thermostat on? 71. Mine's on 70, like, 6 Celsius. <laughs> and it's still not stopping. Celsius. Yeah, that's how bad it is over there. Uh, did you see this? A veteran is celebrating his 104th birthday. Now, uh, you know, whenever I hear somebody making it into the 100s, what do you think I want to know? What's the secret, right? Yeah, well, everybody goes, how did you live to 100? What did you do in your life to live that long? Uh, here is Arthur Walters talking about his personal secret to a long life. People always say, well, what do you attribute to? And I always say, well, I have two good friends. Oh, Jim Beam and Jack Daniels. <laughs> yeah, those are my two good friends. They helped me along. So here you go. Got you know, drinks. You, you try to live right, and you think, uh, well, I'll, uh, I want to live a long time. Uh, and then you hear the guy like this, like, oh, crack. Methamphetamines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's, he claims uh, Jim Beam and Jack Daniels. How about that? Sounds pretty good for 104. Yeah. Uh, how about a nice story? Ty, do you like good stories, nice news? I do. I'd like to hear something positive. A teacher from Ohio, a middle school teacher, donated one of his kidneys to one of his high school students. Here he is, uh, Eddie. A math teacher who taught this guy named Roman geometry last year, uh, talking about surprising Roman with one of his kidneys. They had already had the call that was, you have a donor. And that's the big call. That's the big phone call. So then when you get one a couple days later, like, hey, the guy who uh, taught the Pythagorean theorem is going to give a <laughs> kidney. So approached it as a math teacher. Like, odds are I won't be a match. I have two kidneys and I only need one. So that works. I have an extra. It's easy to just talk yourself out of it. If I would have put too much thought into it, I would have found some reason to not. Okay, well, <laughs> started off beautifully, and he's like, if I thought about it, I found a reason not oh, to. Wait, <laughs> what is the Pythagorean theorem? Tell me again. Do you know what that is? Yeah, isn't it um, to find the distance between two points in a triangle? I don't know. I was taught A squared it, plus B squared equals C squared or something like that. I was taught that. it in, in high school, and I, uh, Divided by... I was told I would use this all the time in my life and never once. I remember I would talk to my teachers back in uh, my math teachers in, in school, and I would say, um, why can't we just use a calculator? they go, Daniel, you'll never be at a point where you carry a calculator around everywhere you go, and I'd love to just show them my phone now and say, yes, yes, you will, actually. <laughs> you do have a calculator everywhere you go. They were wrong. Yeah. Also, knock it off with a spelling test back in the day. I can use the computer now that I carry out of my pocket at all times. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. That's Pythagorean theorem. I don't know. I don't, even know I don't have a clue it. what that is. What is that again? <laughs> it's some math thing. It's some it's, math thing. It's 98.5 The Bull today's Hot Country. Uh, what I do know, if I don't know math, I do know tomorrow we got more Chicks tickets. 740 with our bullfight here with Tig and Daniel. 150 yeah. because that's how you had to get in. Yeah, 150 a month. That's but it. I'm just making an example. Like you're um, paying way more. I'm learning that being a cheapskate is very difficult because I put a lot of effort into being a cheapskate and I don't think it pays off. Mm -hmm. uh, and I want you to make a decision for me. Uh, on Friday after the show, I must fly down to Alabama to go to my nephew's birthday party. He's turning three. I will fly into Birmingham and I must go to 
like the middle of Alabama. So what is that a drive? What is that about? Two a, hours uh, afterwards. That, say yeah. two, just mm-hmm. through the math. Um, should I rent a car? It's going to cost me about 200 bucks. Or should I let my mom come and pick me up? Oh, brutal. That's a good question. And then I, I think like that would be a six-hour, no, a four-hour round trip for her if she comes to pick me up. Mm-hmm. And then somebody's got to take me back. Should I just spend the $200 and rent a car? Well, uh, I, I think you should. I, I would not have my mom drive two hours. And Birmingham's a city uh, as busy as Tulsa. Mm-hmm. A little intimidating. I don't even like to get on the highways here. And I'm, you know, 40. Well, I was trying to like, Mom, you know, I don't want you to come and get me. I'll just rent a car. And she said, well, Mr. Jimmy, her boyfriend, has taken his the day off work. Oh. And uh, now I feel obligated, like I have no choice but to let them come and get me. But oh, also, I, I don't want them to have to drive all that way. I mean, can't, you know, Mr. Jimmy could go fishing or something, right? Mr. Jimmy, your mom's boyfriend, is like the nicest dude in the right. world. I've never met a guy. It's like, so he's so nice, you almost wonder, why is this guy so nice? He's too nice. He's like yeah, Ted Bundy. He's too nice. <laughs> without the murder. He's but, Ted um, Bundy. So you, you say, and my dad was, you know, ridiculing me yesterday. He's like, you, you need to rent a car. That's what I think. I think. I think all right, I'll do it. Rent a car. I know it's $200, but, you know, somebody uh, early in my career, I had a boss named John Bodiford, who I just love this guy. He's the nicest guy in the world. I didn't have a lot of money in my, early in my career, and I, I needed, like, a TV stand, and he said, I'll just come build you one. And he once told me, and I was complaining. I said, I got to go see my mom, but it's going to cost so much money for me to do so. And he goes, Tig, in your life, you'll never look back and regret any amount of money you spent to see your mom. Well, I'm flying down there. That's already $400. And then Again, another 200 on top of it? You're not going to care about that. You're never going to look back. I'm not going to see my mom. I'm going to the birthday party. You're going to see your mom, too. You're never going to look back and and say, dude, I spent too much money to go see my nephews one time. Like, that's not. I'm pretty sure I will. <laughs> I'm going to take this to the grave if I have to spend $200. I'm 